About a week before Christmas, I was at my sister's house, and my nephew Sam, who was 22, he goes, I'm really looking forward to Christmas being on Friday this year, because he was looking for extra days off work. And I said, well, priests don't look forward to Christmas being on Friday, because we have Thursday and Friday and Saturday and Sunday, and we get very tired after having all the extra masses. But yet, they are extra and they're extraordinary, and they are joy-filled. And I'm actually giving thanks to God that we have these celebrations one right after the other. Because a lot of times, when Christmas falls earlier in the week, we have to wait almost an entire week before we get to the Feast of Holy Family, which is always on the Sunday after Christmas. And today, we've had it Thursday and Friday and Saturday and Sunday, and everything is just one right after the other. And we hear all these wonderful readings from the gospel. And it's much easier to connect them in our minds because they are fresh in our memories. And so today we hear from the gospel of Luke about 40 days after Jesus' birth, how Mary and Joseph take him to the temple to perform the prescribed rituals to offer sacrifice and thanksgiving for this firstborn son who was very important in the Jewish culture. And so they come to the temple, and they hear from Simeon how Jesus is the long-awaited Messiah. They hear from this prophetess, Anna, who has been living in the temple for dozens of years, and she also speaks of this child. And we hear how Mary and Joseph are amazed Well, think back. Think back to the week before Christmas when we hear from the Gospel of Luke of the angel Gabriel coming to Mary to announce to her that God has chosen her. Chosen her from her conception, her immaculate conception, to be the mother of the Messiah. To bring forth the long-awaited Savior for all humanity. She was amazed then that God had chosen her for this special honor, this special favor, that she had a plan in God's salvation. She had a part in God's plan of salvation. Imagine Joseph's amazement when he hears that Mary is pregnant and he he knows he's not the father. And then he gets visited by an angel himself. And the angel announces to Joseph this plan of God's salvation, and that he is to trust Mary, that it is by the Holy Spirit that this child has been conceived in her. And this child is special. He is holy. He is begotten by the Holy Spirit and will be called Son of the Most High, the Son of the living God. And the angel tells Joseph, you are to name him Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. Imagine Joseph's amazement that God chose him to play this big part in his plan of salvation. And then they go to Bethlehem to be enrolled in the census. And it is time for Mary to give birth. And she gives birth to Jesus in a stable with animals, not in some sterile environment, 
And then not long after the birth, just hours after the birth, these shepherds arrive. And they say how they had been visited by an angel who tells them that in the city of David, a Savior has been born for you, who is Christ the Lord. And then there's a whole multitude of the heavenly host, angels and bright light in the sky proclaiming glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to people of goodwill. And these shepherds come to Mary, to Joseph, to Jesus, and they relate all that they have seen and all that they have heard. Because they believe. Imagine the amazement of Mary and Joseph to know that angels have proclaimed this birth to shepherds, to the most humble and lowest people of their society. And they come to give honor, to give respect, to worship their son. And we can only imagine the amazement then 40 days later when they do take Jesus to the temple and they encounter Simeon and they encounter Anna and they hear again, confirmed once again, who their son is. The Messiah, the Christ, the Anointed One. And they must wonder, who else has God told? You know, it only takes a few people to start talking and get excited when things are going great and to realize that for generations and thousands of years, from the very first time that Adam and Eve ate that forbidden fruit, that humanity was looking for this Savior, that God had promised He would redeem His people and save them from their sins, and now it has finally happened. Mary couldn't contain her joy. Joseph couldn't contain his joy. Neither could the shepherds, nor Simeon, nor Anna. But they had to tell about who this child Jesus was. And we, we also cannot contain our joy and we cannot contain the amazement that God loves us so deeply that God would take on human flesh and become one with us, raising our humanity to share in His divinity. That's what this feast of the Holy Family is about. It is about God raising us. Raising us to take our rightful place in God's plan of salvation. To work with Him to minister with Him, to bring Jesus to our world, in our time, in our place, to the people that we interact with. We often look at our families, and we probably don't see much in common with Mary and Joseph and Jesus. We often see them as being very holy, being perfect, and our families often are far from that. But by the grace of God and our choice, we can choose to be more like Mary. We can choose to be more like Joseph. We can choose to be more like Jesus. 
We can choose to be more like the shepherds and more like Simeon and more like Anna. We can choose to follow in the path of holiness. It is not beyond our grasp. For as the angel Gabriel told Mary, nothing is impossible for God. 